Hi, everybody, and welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Nittany Lions, your Penn State podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Monday, August 10th, 2020, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, contributor to AthlonSports.com, and I'm happy to be with you here, as always, talking some Penn State football, and we're going to take a look around the nation with some news and notes as we had a busy weekend and a busy couple of days with regard to whether or not we're going to play college football in 2020. So lots of stuff to get into in today's episode. Hopefully you stick by us and hear what we have to say, because there's some interesting things I want to get off my chest. But, of course, I always want to remind you guys to subscribe to this podcast and whatever podcasting app you may be listening to us on right now. Hit that subscribe button, leave a rating, and leave a review. We appreciate the feedback, and it does help with the growth of our channel as we continue to move forward. We also want you to stay socially connected with us at any time by sending your questions and your comments to us on any of our social media platforms. We are found at Locked on Nittany on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and on Twitch. So make sure you check us out all across all those social media platforms using the username Locked on Nittany. With all that out of the way, guys, let's go ahead and get today's episode underway. The state of the 2020 college football season is still kind of in question. We don't really know exactly what's going to happen when the fall does roll around, but we do know as each day goes by, there seems to be a new development suggesting that college football is, as some are saying, on the brink. Um, we don't really know where this is ultimately going to land, but who knows what's going to be in store this week. By the time you're hearing this podcast, a lot could have changed. So if there's anything that's outdated, as is customary in this point in time, with everything that's been going on as far as the schedules are concerned, we don't know what's going to happen. The Big Ten is still kind of being rumored to maybe potentially, possibly be the first power conference to decide to not play college football this year. I don't know if that is a rumor that has any substantial value to it other than speculating about what could potentially be the next big domino to fall. And I think the Big Ten is an easy target because it shares a lot of the same geographic atmosphere as the MAC, which just canceled its season for the 2020 college football season. And the Big Ten was also the first power conference to come out and say, hey, we're not playing conference games this year. We're going to go strictly with a conference-only schedule. And then as you saw, the rest of the power conferences opted to go in a similar route, not necessarily the same path as the Big Ten. But we have certainly seen the the dominoes falling over as they uh, have continued to lead up to what is supposed to be the start of the college football season in just under three weeks, if you can believe it or not. Although one of those week zero games has already been postponed. So <laughs> who knows what's going to happen. But here's catching up on some of the stuff that has happened over the course of the last week. And we didn't get a chance to talk about some of these stories because it didn't necessarily relate directly to Penn State. But it's certainly something to keep an eye on. Uh, we know that UConn was the first FBS program to decide that they are not going to play college football this upcoming season. And yes, people made some jokes. They say, ha, 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 UConn doesn't even play football. Who knows? Uh, who knew? But um. That was a pretty serious development. Obviously, UConn is an independent football program for the 2020 season. They just left the American Athletic Conference. Probably bad timing on their part, but you know we'll see what happens with the AAC. 
in the coming days, maybe the coming weeks as well. But uh, UConn deciding to cancel its FBS college football season was just following the trend of what we have seen from some of the smaller conferences, Division II conferences. Uh, the FCS conferences continue to make some adjustments for the upcoming year, with some even potentially flirting with the idea of playing in the spring. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's another story for another day. But the more recent development that came out in recent days is the fact that the MAC has decided that they are going to cancel all college football for this upcoming season. That is a tough pill to swallow. And you sort of saw the writing on the wall. You know, obviously, when the Big Ten decided to go conference only, that hit a lot of MAC programs very hard because you know how many MAC schools rely on those Big Ten. Uh, paychecks that they get for those games in non-conference play to really kind of help keep their revenues afloat. Uh, those are big, significant sources of revenue for a lot of Mac schools. And this is not to suggest that Mac schools are just lynching off of uh, or feeding off of the uh, the Big Ten programs and other power conference teams that they typically play. But there's no question that that was a big shoe to drop on the MAC conference. And we're going to see if that plays out with some of these other conferences from that group of five, you know, Conference USA, the Sun Belt Conference, uh, the Mountain West. Now, these conferences are already kind of making their own adjustments on the fly, but those are there are teams in those conferences, schools in those conferences that rely a lot on some of those non-conference paydays that they get from schools from the ACC, the Big 12, the SEC, obviously the Pac-12 and the Big 10 as well. So if you don't have those non-conference opportunities, that's going to be very demanding for some necessary changes from those group of five schools. So uh, the MAC canceling its season, it's unfortunate. It's the unfortunate reality of these times that we are trying to deal with right now. But the big question now is, is this going to lead to something more far spread uh, along the lines of the power conferences? We don't know. Uh, that's what I keep coming back to. We don't know what's going to happen. The power five conferences they're in a unique situation that where they can get by potentially playing football this upcoming season, even with these modified schedules. You know, they have more resources available to allow for more testing for their players and their coaches. Uh, whether or not it's the right decision to do, that's not really going to be my call to say. And I've said that on record before. You know, I'm not going to be putting myself in a position where I feel like I need to rule with authority on whether or not it is the right thing to play. If schools and conferences can put out a product that provides no additional risk to anybody involved with that program, I see no reason to try it. I see no reason to plan with the idea of playing football for the upcoming season. If you think that you can do it and you can prove that you can do it, I'm all for it. But if you can't do that, then we have some serious discussions and some serious decisions that are going to need to be made. And we're seeing those decisions being made. The MAC was not in a position where they felt it was in their right to put forth the, the MAC football schedule with any idea of that it's actually going to be able to follow up on. There's a lot of concerns there. It's not just with the risk that it brings to players, but with the, uh, the lack or inability to provide the necessary testing throughout the course of a season in, to try and make this happen. So the MAC was obviously not in a position where they feel like they were able to do that. So it's unfortunate. UConn not playing football, the MAC not playing football. We'll see if that leads to anything else. Of course, we'll comment on it along the way. Obviously, uh, Penn State did have a non-conference game scheduled against Kent State from the MAC, and Kent State not getting that payday from Penn State. That's a that's a tough tough pill to swallow. Elsewhere around the uh, the Big Ten circle, the Maryland quarterback situation got pretty interesting over the weekend. Josh Jackson was among the players from Maryland. A handful of players from Maryland have decided they are going to opt out for the upcoming season. 
uh, you're seeing a, a list of players continue to grow uh, with the decision to opt out of the 2020 season. That, that to me, I think that is, again, that is a player's decision. Do whatever they feel is best for them, and you're not going to hear any criticism from me. So if you feel like uh, it's in your best interest to opt out for the upcoming season, uh, you're not going to hear me say anything. And that includes Micah Parsons from Penn State, of course, which was one of the more notable names so far to opt out for the upcoming season. But uh, with Josh Jackson deciding to opt out, the Maryland quarterback situation became very interesting because, you know, what are they going to do at quarterback? Well, good news for Maryland is uh, quarterback Maryland, uh, quarterback transfer from Alabama, Talia Tagovailoa, has been ruled eligible to play for the upcoming season. And this is just one of those situations where a transferring quarterback has been granted immediate eligibility, which personally i'm okay with i think that that should be the case that should be the norm but uh, you know what extenuating circumstances led to tongo la viola getting that immediate uh, clearance from the ncaa instead of having to sit out a year i don't know the specifics of that i will admit to that but i will say that uh it's fortunate for maryland to be able to get that to go their way and we'll see what that means for them the upcoming season i'm not saying that that's a game changer for maryland i just think that it's notable that it's just another quarterback transfer decision that leaves some people scratching their heads on why this guy got ruled eligible immediately and while others may have to sit out a year it's kind of strange although with these uh times that we're living in right now maybe the ncaa is far more lenient on those kinds of decisions uh, one more story, uh, Penn State obviously opened up their fall camp on Friday, and we now know that defensive back Donovan Johnson is not going to play this upcoming season. He's not opting out. He is unfortunately sidelined with an injury issue, uh, which I don't know if the specifics of that have been uh, confirmed. It was initially reported by Lions 24-7, and Penn State did later uh, go on to confirm that he is going to be out for the entire season. Uh, unfortunate for Johnson, because I you know he's been battling back and trying to find some health uh, stability. Uh, just hasn't been able to get that uh, recently with Penn State. So that's an unfortunate development for him. If there is a football season this year, he's not going to be playing in it. And that's a shame. You always hate to see a player uh, get sidelined with, due to an injury at any time especially over the summer or in a fall camp leading into the upcoming season. Before you know it, college football could potentially be here, which means you only have a few more weekends left to make sure you enjoy whatever's left of your summer. So whether or not you've been driving a whole lot, now's a good time to make sure your car is in good working order. And if you need any parts or you need any maintenance, the best place to make sure you got what your car needs is by going to rockauto.com. You can do it right from the comfort of your home. Just go to rockauto.com, enter the make and model of your car or truck, and it's going to bring you up an entire catalog of all the parts they have available for you. So if you need an oil change, you need some wipers, maybe you just need some new floor or maybe you need an air freshener because your car's been kind of stinking in that garage for a while as you haven't really been going anywhere. Whatever you need, rockauto.com is going to have the parts you need and the best prices available. Whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer, you're going to get the same price and it's going to be as low as rockauto.com can guarantee for you. RockAuto.com, they're a family business. They've been doing this for 20 years. They know what it takes to satisfy their customers, and they invite you to go check out their website for all the parts you may need. So go to RockAuto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and then write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. As I said in the previous segment, Penn State officially opened up their fall camp on Friday. What I didn't say is that the Big Ten on Saturday has decided that they are putting a pause on all fall practices for football teams inside the Big Ten effective immediately. This statement from the Big Ten reads as follows from Saturday. 
The Big Ten Conference announced today, based on the advice and counsel of the Big Ten Task Force for Emerging Infectious Diseases and the Big Ten Sports Medicine Committee, that until further notice, all institutions will remain in the first two days of the acclimatization period in football, i.e. helmets shall be the only piece of protective equipment student-athletes may wear, as we continue to transition prudently through a preseason practice. All other fall sports will continue to work locally with team physicians and athletic trainers to adjust practices to the appropriate level of activity as necessary based on current medical protocols. So, okay, so what does this all mean for Penn State and the rest of the Big Ten? Well, it means that the Big Ten is still kind of evaluating the situation, trying to soak in as much information as possible with regard to whether or not it is officially going to be okay to proceed with a football schedule for this upcoming season. And don't forget, the Big Ten just recently, within the last week, put out the brand new football schedule for the entire Big Ten season with the 10 conference games starting on that first weekend of September with Penn State's game against Northwestern on September 5th. So the Big Ten has gone in a matter of weeks from putting out a full schedule for the upcoming season to slamming the door shut on all fall football practices with the exception of a football helmet. So not a whole lot can be going on right now as far as football practices are concerned. We get it. This is a situation that it continues to be changing on a day-to-day basis. The Big Ten putting a pause on fall practices like this, coming just after the MAC has announced that they are closing the doors on their college football season. This is what a lot of people are saying is the writing on the wall for something potentially big changing on the, the, uh, the college football schedule for this year. The Big Ten has been rumored to be the conference that is most likely among the power conferences to close the doors on the college football season next. Again, we may see some dominoes from some of the other group of five conferences, but the Big Ten would probably be the most likely conference to decide that they're going to close up shop for the upcoming season. Maybe the Pac-12 could be in that same boat, but I think that a lot of people are looking at the Big Ten right now, especially since they are in the same geographic region as the MAC. Uh, you know, I don't know if that necessarily means that it's the easiest pick to make to be the first conference to close things down. But the fact that they put out a schedule and now they're putting a pause on fall practices so they can evaluate the situation a little bit more tells me that they don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's fair. I don't know if anybody really knows exactly how to handle everything that's been going on. I've said this before. I don't know if there are any right answers here. I don't know if there's a perfect solution for what you're supposed to do, whether you're not you're supposed to go about and try playing football, moving football to the spring, or just calling it quits for a year, and hopefully you can come back in 2021. It's not an ideal situation no matter what you do right now. That's the bottom line. You just have to accept that one of those uh, scenarios is going to play out, whether you like it or not. <laughs> I really just don't know if it's uh, worth going out and putting out the effort for a, a season like this where you've already adjusted and having some of those key rivalry games bumped up earlier in the year than they're accustomed to being for the sake of that tradition. If you feel like there's a legitimate chance that your season's not even going to be able to be completed. So again, I, I don't really know what the best path here is for the Big Ten, but I do know this. There are players inside the Big Ten that want to play this upcoming season. We saw players from Ohio State come out on social media and kind of unify around the idea of they want to play the games for this season. We saw nationally players like Trevor Lawrence at Clemson came out on his Twitter account and said, I don't know about you guys, but we want to play. And you're getting that. Obviously, there are players that are opting out around the country, including Micah Parsons here at Penn State. 
But on the whole, players in college football want to play. They want to practice. They want to prepare for the upcoming season. They want to play their games. Uh, granted, like I said, exceptions will apply. Some players will opt out. That doesn't mean that they don't want to play. I just feel like those are certain situations that they have to take in, uh, into consideration and do what's best for them. But as a whole, college football players want to play. And we saw that echoing throughout the Penn State Twitter sphere over the weekend with players like Pat Fryermuth, Sean Clifford, and a number of other Penn State players coming together and putting out the messages that they want to play. And this was even retweeted by the official Penn State football Twitter account with the hashtag I want to play. Uh, so this is a this is a sign that the players again have the loudest voices they have ever had collectively. We've seen the movement in the Pac-12. We've seen the movement in the Big Ten. We'll probably see more movements from some other conferences. I know the Mountain West Conference players had put, put together a similar movement, addressing a lot of their concerns with moving forward with the college football season amid this pandemic state of mind. These players have every right to voice all the concerns that they have. They also have the right to say that they want to play. So, uh, again, the, the I want to play movement is going to be championed and heralded by a lot of people who are saying that th they need to see college football back by almost any means necessary. I don't want that message to be lost here because obviously players want to play. Players are always going to want to play. That's just how they're built. That's how they're constructed. It's how their mind works. They want to play the games that they have been playing for years. They've been practicing for years. They've bonded uh, relationships through playing football. And this goes for other sports as well. I'm just focusing on football as a whole. But players are always going to want to play. The question is, can they go out and play without adding any additional risk to them? And that's what it all comes down to. Yes, they want to play. But they want to play safely. They want to make sure that if they do go out and play, they're not putting themselves in any extra danger than they already are just by the nature of playing the sport of football. So that's why these movements like the Pac-12 movement and the Big Ten Players Union, not union movement, but uh, the movement from these players uh, addressing the concerns head on with the conferences. That's what it's all about. They want to go ahead and play in the most safe atmosphere that they possibly can amid these uncertain times. And that's what... It comes back to, I mean, you, you can have the players want to play. The coaches are going to want to coach, but it, those decisions are not going to be made by them. Obviously, what hearing the players have to say is very important, and it is uh, good to have an open line of communication like uh, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren has been having with some of the Big Ten uh, players and obviously coaches and athletic directors to kind of get the, the sense for what they're thinking. And Kevin Warren has said, or it's been reported, that he is uh, very interested, or not interested, but he is uh, leaning towards the idea and supports the idea of potentially playing Big Ten football in the spring if that is a more ideal uh, scenario in play. I'm not necessarily opposed to it. I'll just believe it when I see it. But I do think that right now, as I said, the, the players having their voices heard is very important right now. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get college football this year, but the players want to play. They want to do so in a responsible fashion, and they just want their conference leaders to look up to that and protect them where they need to. Now, obviously, if the decision is based on player safety in mind and it's best not to play college football, it's something the players are going to have to accept. There's not a whole lot they can do about it, unfortunately. But putting out the voices that they want to play and putting together their list of demands for making sure that it's going to be done responsibly is A-OK -okay with me. So I want to go back to something that we talked about earlier in this episode, and that is the Mac not playing college football in 2020. And not necessarily what this means for the Big Ten and Penn State, but the idea that the Mac is not going to play football at all this year, it is pretty 
significant. You know, you say what you will about the group of five conferences, the decisions that they're making are not worth uh, ignoring <laughs> because they are going through a lot of financial issues right now, uh, especially when you go to non-conference play in these power conferences like the Big Ten. That's going to have a fallout on these conferences that rely on those paychecks. And so what we're seeing right now is a lot of these Mac schools have some financial issues. They can't necessarily pay for this kind of precautions and the equipment and the testing that you're going to need to operate a college football season as safely as you would ideally like to. And that's not to suggest that uh, what the Big Ten is going to be able to offer throughout its conference membership is going to be enough either. Uh, but it'll certainly be more than what the MAC may be able to guarantee through their university members. But I do think that this is a sign that there are some legitimate concerns about playing college football for the upcoming season, both financially and, of course, medically. I think they're, they're all kind of rolled together to make these kinds of decisions. But the idea that the MAC could potentially play in the spring with ESPN being a viable and interested partner in helping allow that to happen makes kind of some sense. I don't necessarily think that that is the perfect solution for a lot of these conferences that are out there, certainly from the group of five and some of the FCS conferences. I think a lot of people that are suggesting that a conference like the MAC and Conference USA should just move to the spring and then we'll have something to watch in the spring. First of all, they're being selfish. Second of all, I don't think it is as viable of a path as a lot of people are suggesting that it would. Yes, you will probably get more ratings in the spring if you're the MAC or Conference USA or maybe in the Mountain West Conference than you would typically get in the fall because I do think, at least for the first couple of weeks, people will be hungry for football. I mean, we saw that with the XFL. We've seen that with the AAF. And look where those uh, levels of football are right now. Obviously, the XFL might be in a different situation now, but I do think that spring football sounds great. But I don't know if it's necessarily something that is functional uh, enough to the point where it's going to save enough uh, uh, behind in that decision making. So I, I'd be interested. I would probably watch it, but I'm not exactly particularly interested in watching it. Uh, I, I personally think it's going to be fall or bust for a lot of these power conferences and some of these other conferences as well. And that brings me to our next point. I see a lot of people online, more so with those national voices coming out and saying that, there are people rooting. Uh, there are people in sports media rooting against college football being played this year, and that's just a ridiculous statement to make. And unless you're going to call out somebody specifically for quote rooting against college football to be played this year, uh, don't make those statements because it's just not true. It's just not possible that a sports writer would actively go out and put out information suggesting that they are rooting for the sport that they cover not to be played in the fall or potentially in the spring because that puts people out of work and puts people um, on the, the unemployment line. And nobody's rooting for that. Nobody's rooting to be so right about what this uh, pandemic has uh, forced us to be uh, talking about that they would be willing to lose their job over it. And if you think that that's a ridiculous statement to say, hi, my name's Kevin McGuire and I was laid off last week because in part, there may be no college football to be covering this upcoming season. Yeah, I was part of the, the ground sweeping uh, layoffs and uh, cutbacks at NBC last week, and it hurt a lot of people just within the NBC family. But you're seeing this in other outlets, too. It's not just NBC. It's not just uh, one particular network and one particular uh, website or you know, affiliation. It's happening everywhere. Obviously, people everywhere are losing jobs right now. 
So this idea that people are convincing themselves is 100% fact is just ridiculous. If you really just sit there and think about what you're saying, if you were one of those people who comes out and says, well, this sports writer is clearly rooting against college football being played, just think about what you're saying and how insane that really is. Nobody is actively rooting to potentially be put out of work. There's no question about that. Do some people want to be right so bad that they want to risk their own employment status? No, I don't think so. Even as much as it looks as though some people want to be right no matter what about some situation or some prediction, this is this is trivializing the importance and the urgency of the decisions that are being made with regard to whether or not college football and other sports will be held this year. I get it. You know, this thing has turned into a little bit of a political back and forth. Uh, that's probably unavoidable the longer this goes on. And we're not going to get into the political side of all this right now. Bottom line is sports writers want to write about the sports that they typically cover. Players want to play. Sports writers want to cover it. <laughs> There's no question about it. And anybody who is actually out there thinking that a sports writer is actively trying to root against the, this sport and rooting for the virus, you're just insane. <laughs> if you really just look at yourself in the mirror and think about what you're saying, I actually think about what you're thinking or saying. And there's no question that it doesn't make sense. You got to be honest with yourself. Okay. So take it from me, somebody who lost the job recently with one of the gigs that I do to cover college football as best as I possibly can. Nobody is rooting against college football. Nobody is rooting for a virus that has killed 160,000 people in America and rising, by the way. Nobody is rooting to potentially be put out of work because there is nothing to cover. So stop saying that sports writers are rooting against college football because that is just completely untrue and unrealistic. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank you guys for tuning in, subscribing, rating and reviewing on all of your favorite podcasting apps. Let me know what you thought about today's show. What did you like about some of the conversation? Do you have some differing viewpoints? Because we're always about opening that line of communication with you guys as well. Best way to reach out with your comments and your feedback, aside from leaving a rating and review on your favorite podcasting app, is by connecting with us on all of our social media platforms. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on Twitch by using the username LockedOnNitney. We want to hear what you guys have to say about some of the topics we discussed in this episode. And if you have any ideas for what you want to hear covered before the start of the season, feel free to reach out with your suggestions as well. Once again, I'm Kevin McGuire. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin on CFB and check out my Penn State and Big Ten coverage over on AthlonSports.com. Lots of stuff in the works. Stay tuned for that. I'll share them all with you guys on my Twitter page and my Facebook page. And if you want to check me out on Patreon as well, it's patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you so much for those who have subscribed and left a rating and a review. Hopefully we'll have you all coming back for our next episode later this week. So until then, go 1-0 today. Maybe go 1-0 tomorrow. We'll see what the day holds. But of course, take care of yourself and take care of your family. And we'll be back talking some more Penn State football very soon. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you later.